On a large scale, technology supports global collective action that we take towards sustainable solutions addressing climate change. But it also supports our individual lifestyles and small-scale efforts to conserve energy in our homes and workplaces. We're going to take a deep dive to learn more about the technology currently being used by Tucson Electric Power to optimize service to customers. And the most exciting part, what is on the horizon? I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, and this is Down to Earth Tucson. I'm just going to say it. I'm very excited about our show today, which I realize is not exceptional, and I'm reminded of that by my team. I'm excited about our shows. But the topic of innovation as it relates to technology is fascinating to me, big time. Our guest has lots to share about this. Plus, after reading her bio, I'm pretty sure that she's hilarious. So I always, that that like ups my excitement level. (laughs) But we, and you can hear her giggling. We can't give it away yet. Um, But before we move on to our guest and what she is here to share with us, a brief shout out about a pretty powerful initiative going on here in Pima County. And I can only hope you'll be inspired to act and take one small step for Mother Earth. Please join a community-wide effort led by Pima County Environmental Qualities Clean Air Program to keep our hair healthy to breathe. What What we are being asked to do is skip a trip in our car by taking a no-drive day once a week, just once a week. And that single act will reduce air pollution and greenhouse gases by more than a 1,000 pounds a year, just by us doing that. Did I say that? Is this the third time I'm saying that? And we all benefit when air is healthier, especially those with heart or lung conditions or who are suffering or recovering from COVID-19. And air quality is a big issue in Pima County And this gives us a chance, each of us, to do something about it. So please click on the link in the show notes for this podcast and take the pledge. And I just want to just go off off grid for a minute or off the script for a little bit. I spent last night with a woman, a friend, who got COVID really, really badly. I mean, bad or badly. And her biggest challenge right now is breathing. And she lives in Pima County. She had quite a bit of lung damage. So when I was prepping for the show, I thought, this is who you're talking about. This is why you want the air to be cleaner and there to be less dust and fewer CO2 emissions. So it's personal for me. And I'm sure there's someone you know or love or have heard about. So take the pledge. It's just one thing we can do. So now on to using technology to support energy con conservation and our very patient guest. Please join me in welcoming Nicole Perkins. Now about that funny part, Nicole, I'm doing it like your life exposed on the air. <laughs> so <laughs> get ready. She is, no problem. She is the Senior Innovation Program Manager for Tucson Electric Power. And I'm reading this right from the notes. When asked to describe her position, she feels this is a fancy title for someone who gets to apply creativity to problems and explore explore new technology. Nicole prefers to call herself an innovation instigator. And my mother always called me an instigator, so that's probably why I like that. (laughs) Um, Nicole enjoys learning about technology, trying to figure out how things could work together, and having fun conversation with techie types, or anyone for that matter. And I'm glad you added that because I am not the techie type. So it's great to have you here 
And let me tell you, I fall under the last category of anyone for that matter, because I am not, I am not that techie type. I know. Perfect. Really, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. My last name is actually Hopkins, and that's okay. I get it. Oh, what did I say? I did. I'm sorry. Did I say Perkins? You did say Perkins, but that makes me think of pancakes oh. because I'm from the East Coast. And if you remember the pancakes there. <laughs> Perkins, that was my first job. So oh, we'll, that's we'll, fantastic. We will get Dave to decide if he wants to take that out and we do a new promo. Um, but for now, I love it that it, this show is real. Absolutely, I love it. And I did work in Perkins Pancake House, and your last name is really Hopkins. So let's keep yes. it in and make it fun. Okay, and that's fine. I was also a waitress, which leads to the I want to talk to anybody because that's <laughs> kind of my my go to used to be pick a subject and I'll tell you a story. So um, definitely, I can't wait till we can meet in person, and we'll have to schedule at I least know. an hour and a half lunch. Oh, definitely. So let's let's. Set the set the stage for we can really do two things in this show that I think are really important. Mm-hmm. One is you can help put the spotlight on how TEP is already using technology mm-hmm. and learn about how you're all, many of you, rigorously working on the future to best serve us, your customers, and you, because you're, I'm sure, a customer too. Oh, yeah. And my thought is if we talk about existing technology, and then I really do want to go down the rabbit hole or the crystal ball or something where we're talking about what's in the future. So for us non-techno beings, give us a baseline for how does data play a role in technology? I know you you get it. What do you do with it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think what's important is the way that we actually get the data and present it back to you. So we have new technology that's available um, through our meters um, where we can actually get a better understanding of how you're using the energy when you're using the energy. One of the things I'm most excited about is a concept of what we call load disaggregation. And what that means is that there are um, different kind of computer programs or their algorithms, for lack of a better term, that have been built by different vendors that can take a look at these signals that are being sent to us, you know, from your usage patterns that you get billed on on a daily basis. And they can determine appliances or different times of day that it might make sense for you to either shift your usage or, hey, you know what, maybe that refrigerator that you got from grandma, it might be time to look at something that's a little (laughs) bit more efficient. Not exactly energy, not (laughs) five-star. Exactly. Air conditionings are a huge thing here. And I think that's kind of where we want to be able to present that data back to our customers and have them make a determination about, oh, you know what? You're right. Maybe it's time for me to think about this conceptually. Um, And if a replacement of that appliance is something that can't happen, maybe just shifting a refrigerator, obviously, not something you can shift. But if we think about pre-cooling your house to a time of day that actually makes more sense, in the middle of the day, for example, that's when we get, obviously, the most solar, the most renewable energy, and that's when our rates are lowest. So if you pre-cool your house before five o'clock and, you know, really crank it up, it's actually going to be less expensive potentially for you than it would be to turn it on when everybody's using energy at the same time. So it's about really showing you, hey, this is when you're using things. And just by changing either a behavior or maybe swapping out for something that's more efficient, you could possibly reduce your overall usage, which reflects in it, in your bill. And that's really what energy efficiency is about. 
So a couple of things come to mind. I mean, and I wish you could be here in the studio with me because I have the biggest smile on my face. So I'm thinking <laughs> about how TEP kind of ruined my life Uh-oh. when uh, I, I forget who was overdoing a show. And we we just started talking. It, w- it was when we did in-studio interviews. Okay. And I think it was Dan Hogan. And he, we were talking about ways we could save energy in this house. And he says, well, do you have a refrigerator in the garage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even want to tell him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do, Dan. So what of it? And we, you know, we were good friends. Well, we don't have that anymore. It was an old refrigerator. Mm-hmm. It ran constantly. And he said, Gina, that's like the energy vampire. Don't do it. It is. So now we kept the refrigerator and we store blankets and pillows in it and it doesn't cost us anything, but I miss it sometimes. But if you think about it, even so you put a refrigerator in your garage, which I mean, I've been in a garage in the middle of the summer out here. So hot. And so just the amount of energy that it's using to actually keep keep your food cool in your garage, which is already hotter than heck, it has to work extra hard to actually be able to do that. I mean, a, a better thing, maybe get a bigger refrigerator and move those things in-house if you can do that. And we're looking also at opportunities to provide incentives for individuals to move towards more energy efficiency products. I know people don't necessarily have, you know, $3,000 for the best refrigerator on the planet laying around. Right. So we're looking for ways to partner with, you know, incentives that we we can apply um, just different ways to make it more accessible to a larger swath of our community. So that's that's also something I'm very passionate about is we're calling it more of that equity and energy efficiency, making sure that we're keeping all of our demographics in mind as we're moving forward. I'm so glad you brought that up because talk about privilege. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege of having a second refrigerator. Exactly. And I've talked to some of my friends about it who have two people living in the house. We all had kids and then the kids all moved and we all kept the second refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys, it's not fair. I know you can afford the electric bill, but it's not fair. We're, we're sucking energy off the grid. So I'm welcome in most houses still, but sometimes it's questionable. <laughs> Just don't talk about that, Gina. Don't guilt trip me. So the other thing is, this is all part of like just coming to me, you guys must be having a blast because from March of 2021 up to and including now, nothing is the same. Nothing. Nothing. So you're (laughs) going to have a field day studying energy patterns in a COVID world. Plus, I don't know about you, but I don't think things are going, there's going to be a new normal. Absolutely. good luck with that. Nicole. <laughs> well, you know, to, to possibly borrow on, you know, something that should be trademark, we're trying to figure out how we build back better. And so a lot of the things that I get to focus on are new technologies that we can bring to the table, like um, accessible devices, for example, um, you know, thinking about how, how many people had the only thing that they had to talk to during COVID was their Alexa or their Google Home. And they said, you know, there's actually been things that have been published. Oh my gosh. Where, you know, men are now following in love with Alexa. And, you know, so how do we use that relationship that you've already built to help you understand how you're using your energy? And so if you th- go back, I roll back in my head to, I'm a kid of, you know, the 70s and the 80s, not going to lie. So I think about the Jetsons was my favorite cartoon. We're there. Or we're nearly there. Oh, it blows me away. Like, blows me away. Tell tell me, how are we there? So, 
I had the privilege of attending virtually, of course, the Consumer Electronics Show this year. Um, and it's so exciting to see these sort of ecosystems of things that talk to each other in your home. No, For example, no, no, no. General Electric, who I probably shouldn't promote a particular brand. It's okay. But um, there, are, there are companies that are looking at how do you actually get a kit of food delivered to your house? There's a barcode or a, a QR code that you can scan with your mobile device that will alert your stove to turn itself to the right temperature Stop at the it. right time. Stop it. You put the stuff in there. It oh will. It's pre-programmed for when you actually want to have dinner and you can control with your voice, you know, if you want to put it on pause or whatever, those kinds of things. It's all connected. Um, similarly, your refrigerator telling you, hey, you know what? You're out of milk. Those kinds of things because the barcode, which again is really just data, getting back to the original point, all of these things are just data points that are fed into these different technologies. Now, the really exciting thing, and I just read this this morning. So when we think about automobiles and where that technology is going, and I know I like control. I'm a control freak. I like to be able to have my hands on the wheel. But let's just think about the safety features that are coming our way with all of these vehicles that are coming. And now we've got Ford and Toyota and others, GM, that are collaborating to make sure that the safety communication protocols that they're using to tell you, hey, you're too close to that car in front of you, they work with each other's brands. So we have this new level of collaboration that's coming out among all of these tech industries that are looking to keep us safer, to help us optimize the way that we use fuel. It is incredible. And all of that is based on an electrical system. So that battery is electric. All of it is based around electricity. So how will you use some of this, all these changes, which absolutely some of the things you just said blow my mind? Oh yeah. How will TEP, what do you what will you be looking for and how will you incorporate like the products you provide or the services to adapt to that new technology, which is to me over the moon exciting. I wish I could tell everything in my house what to do. Oh, yeah. Well, so the exciting thing is we already have the ability for customers to choose a rate that best reflects a time of use. So right. what that means is um, the rate itself is, is constructed in a way that we are trying to encourage people to use energy when we have the most energy. And the idea is that for some of these devices where you know, maybe you could shift to that time of day, being able to pre-program and then control with your voice, hey, Alexa, optimize for time of use. And everything oh that's connected oh to your God. voice does the thing that's going to help you be more energy efficient without you thinking about it. And there are already smart plugs that are out there that you can connect to your Alexa or your Google Home. There are power strips that you can connect. There are all kinds of ways that this technology already exists. What T EP wants to do is sort of help overlay our rate structure to make it so much easier for people to actually save money on their bills and be cleaner and greener about the way that they're actually using their energy. So I have, like, my brain is like, I'm on overload. I'm short-circuiting, so you might have to send somebody <laughs> over here right away. <laughs> I envision, like, I'm really excited and totally on board, <clears throat> excuse me, with the wave of 
the tsunami, I want to call it, of electric vehicles that we are going to see roll out in the next three years, probably sooner than that, because I'm involved with the TEP initiative and with some of my partners, Chapman and Hotel Congress and Local First leading the charge. And to me, I like... I like to be told things by those devices. Oh, yeah. Alexa helps me with my life. <laughs> so will there be, and and like, I'm so not kidding. Mm-hmm. Remind me to do this. Remind me to do that. And she keeps reminding you until you tell her to Alexa, quit or something, whatever I say. Sometimes it might be shut up. <laughs> but I try not to be mean to Alexa, which of course has a persona in my life. Scary. Mm-hmm. So how will will electric vehicles, like I charge my phone, my my um car in my home. So will there be voice technologies around that that say to me, Gina, your car is fully charged? What do you see in the EV area or is it too early to call? I don't ever want to stump the guests, but I'm excited (laughs) about this. So I think that technology might already exist depending on which EV charger you're actually using. Um, And, you know, that is on the horizon. There are a number of vendors, um, in particular, the the automobile automobile um, manufacturers themselves are looking for ways to be more, have that more engaging experience with their consumers. So yes, we're looking at ways through load management to alert you of different things. Um, TEP's engagement in particular, we have a mobile app. We're really trying to um, bring together a portal where you can connect all of your devices in such a way that you can control with one touch. You are kidding me. Um, So we're, we're, we're prototyping it right now with thermostat. Um, Next steps would be looking at ways that we can um, bi-directionally help um, you leverage your EV chargers. Um, Looking at ways, you know, through the thermostat, maybe shift your load to a different time of day. We're looking at a water heater kind of controller. I mean, water heaters are the second biggest energy sink in your home. And we're looking at ways that we can help you understand, hey, it's maybe you need, you know, everybody in your house showers, you know, not before nine in the morning. You know, maybe you go ahead and heat your water in the middle of the day and it should hold through till the next morning at 9 a.m. And now you've saved money just by shifting there. So a way to engage through even just our mobile first kind of approach to things. Um, And we're excited about some of the updates that we have coming to the TEP mobile app that should be rolled out around June. I got to put a plug in for my baby. Um, But (laughs) suffice to say, we're really looking at for it to be one-stop shopping. I mean, one thing that we learned through COVID is more people are engaging in an online experience. And a lot of people maybe can't afford internet at their home, but they do tend to have mobile devices. So true. So true. And so we're really looking at that as the approach to communicate with our our, um, our customer base. One of the things that we're really, really excited about is, um, and I think you were talking to my friend Michelle in an upcoming episode, or maybe you already have about home energy reporting. We're bringing new technology to the table for a home energy report that's going to be much more personalized to your actual usage patterns. And one of the things we're most excited about is through our mobile app, hopefully, Um, pushing notifications to you via voice if you enable it to say, hey, you know, it looks like you're running a little bit extra here. Um, Let's go ahead and maybe turn the lights down. Helping you really understand or, you know, 
when my kid comes home from college, suddenly all the lights have come on in the house in the middle of the day. Hey, you know, alerting you not only, like security systems already do this, somebody's in there, but allowing you to control through our app and through that home energy kind of disaggregation of your load to be able to help you modulate what's being used in your house all from just a swipe from within your phone. So that's where we want to move. So I'm just going to say, I did interview Michelle. I did get her name right. I didn't call her by the wrong <laughs> last name. So, I mean, I have to say I'm owning up to that one. It makes me feel terrible when I do stuff like that. So oh, it's totally fine. Thanks for being so nice about it and bringing in the Perkin pancakes thing because I wore that little pancake hat as a waitress. <laughs> I was 15 years old back in Jersey. So I did that. Wow. So I'm sitting here thinking about things like my water heater mm-hmm. and want to just hone in on that for a minute because... Every time I do something like this, a show with someone from TEP that it really engages me, and I've done a lot. I went and filled out stuff after the Michelle thing. I went and did that whole home energy management thing. Excellent. I went and did it and and found out things. So it's a, it's a lifelong learner commitment. But when you're talking about like our water heater, what we did It's down in the garage, which it is, I'm sure, in a lot of people's homes. Mm -hmm. And my bedroom is on the polar opposite side. So we got something that helps uh, boost it so that it's... It It doesn't take five hours for me to get the uh, hot water. However, we're keeping that water hot all day. And some days nobody takes a shower in this house, especially with COVID. Mm -hmm. We were going around reminding each other, when was the last time you showered? Because... (laughs) Nobody's coming in now. But to me, as 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 the engaged listeners we have, and I can see the faces of some of the people that I know listen, I've got to nail that one. I've got to talk to my husband, and we have to figure out how to be energy wiser. Because we have a pretty hefty electric bill, but some of the changes we made, like getting rid of the refrigerator, we're on budget billing, mm-hmm. getting rid of that second refrigerator, keeping all the doors, you know, the windows covered and all that. And I, I want to ask you about this. So we had someone come in because we're looking at replacing some of the windows. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, Nicole, it blew me away. She had this little you know, like where is pointer, where is pointer? She had a pointer thing that she put on the ceiling that immediately registered the temperature. And then she put it on the windows of the Southern Exposure windows and it knocked my socks off. Oh, yeah. So, and then she said that what's going to happen is these windows that we're getting are 85% energy efficiency. I think she said that's this Energy Star standard now. That's what you have to have. Mm -hmm. And the difference... So is that is that another area? I mean, you're not in the window business. Oh. I understand. Oh my God, you sounded so excited. You have no idea. So, so, so part of like this exciting new kind of vision that we have around energy efficiency and demand side management. And to be clear, beneficial electrification as well, because it, you know, the energy that's produced can be cleaner. Um, so One of the things that we're really excited about is this concept of doing, especially with COVID, um, potentially doing a virtual audit with our customers. Oh my gosh. Similar to what this woman did, offering that as a service to say, okay, you know what, we're going to tell you how to tighten up your home. And 100%, these little changes make all the difference. And maybe you can't afford new windows, but can you afford maybe just the film that you put on the window that blocks out some of the sunlight that's going to heat up your home a little bit more? Little tiny 
tiny things that just make a little bit of difference. Looking at different shades. Um, one of the cool things that's out there is actually connected solar or connected cellular shades. So there are shades that you can control with your voice, which is super exciting. Stop it. Are you making this up? No, I'm telling you they exist. (laughs) They are not cheap, but it's, you know, they're out there. And these are things that, you know, are just going to continue to evolve as we get, I mean, who would have thought 10 years ago that I was going to wear something on my wrist that now when I go to the grocery store, I just tap the thing and I walk away because it's paid for already. So a mobile wallet integration for paying your electric bill is also something that we're looking at. And, you know, we would have never thought, I mean, I'm talking to a phone, I'm talking to a computer right now that I can hold in my hand. I mean, when I was born, the computer was like the size of my house, right? And it wasn't nearly (laughs) as powerful as what we have going on right now. So the advances in technology are happening so quickly that it, you know, we can use now this powerful technology to do an audit of your home virtually. You point the camera at something. We're looking at vendors that do this. You point the camera at a different thing and we can do a read for, hey, you know, if you do this, these are things that can help you. So we're excited to journey into this. Now, is it going to be this year? No. But this is kind of where our heads are going for the next five years, 10 years, our goal is to continue to be the energy partner for our customers and to continue to keep abreast of those technologies that are going to be most beneficial to them in the long run and meet them where they are today. So we have to like pinky swear virtually on the show that both you and I will work on Francisco or whoever we have to for you to come back and tell us as some of these things (laughs) unfold because this was so much fun. And we've been on the air for almost 30 minutes, which also blows me away. Honestly, (laughs) I told you, I said, when you get talking to me, it's going to be like a home run. And it has been. And it makes me really excited. And I just, I thank you for your passion and your enthusiasm. And I just have a a few closing words because I thought about the content of this show quite a bit. And I just want to say to our wonderful listeners, whether it's your first time listening to one of our podcasts or your 300th time, just take a few minutes when you have the time, visit our website and learn about some amazing people doing amazing work and sharing their amazing stories. If you didn't pick up on it, I did. With Nicole Hopkins... It's not a job, it's a passion. And frequently with the TEP guests, you can't pay them to be enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. You can pay them to do research and do their jobs, but there's so much passion. And the magic keeps happening pretty much for me every time. I do every show, and this show was no exception, but to me, it was exceptional. Um, I am a lifelong learner, and knowing that people like Nicole Hopkins are out there figuring out a brighter future for me And for all of us, it gives me lots of hope on days when I really need hope. And did you happen to notice everybody like I did? Because I really did. How many times she mentioned equity and about how this matters to TEP because we all know it's not a level playing field and TEP wants to be a part of leveling that playing field. So keep on growing with me and with us and keep on spreading the good green word when you discover something worth sharing like this podcast. So Nicole, it was delightful. And thank you for being here and for what you're doing and getting me excited about what's in the future. 
Oh, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm hoping it was interesting. It was so interesting. <laughs> and we didn't even cover the fact that my husband has a flip phone and how with technology, how he struggled in Northern California with getting from one place to another because he didn't have a voice telling him where to turn and what exit to get off on. And we talked about that. I mean, it becomes now a safety issue mm -hmm. because everybody can listen to their phone. Exactly. And that's all technology. So, yep. and telling your house, I'm on my way home, make it a little cooler or on my way home, make it a little hotter. So there's so many applications of what you're doing to make our life cleaner and greener and more comfortable. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. And safer. And safer. So think about that voice telling him. That voice telling him now can internalize and tell the computer in the car itself. So automated vehicles, they're on the horizon. It scares me. And again, I'm a control freak. I like to have my hands on the wheel. Oh, my God. I'm so scared about it, too. I am so scared. But, it, but it's coming. And it will actually be safer. Because as that communication is happening between the vehicles, the, the computers will help us. And the algorithms already, already when I'm on cruise control in my car and I'm behind a car and I'm getting too close, it backs off. So it's already doing, and trust I me, I'm, I'm that person. I know, and it changes <laughs> lanes when you don't even want it to. Exactly. It, it not change lanes, but it tells you lane departure and, and it jerks my car yep. if I don't put the signal on. So those, you're right, there are safety things about that. So anyway, I think the next time we should probably schedule an hour so that you <laughs> and I can really debrief on all the things we wanted to talk about. That would be wonderful. I'd be, I'd be thrilled to do it again. So thank you so much and make it a great green day and happy Earth Month. Happy Earth Month to you. Take care.